Once again, it's on, man. People's Champ Radio. What's good? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. one half of the mighty duo, man. People's Champ Radio. They want us to go away, Roy Matt. What say you? Hey, listen, man. What you want me to do? I'm sorry. Hey, man, listen. I'm everywhere. Y'all ain't never there. You dig? Y'all know what it is, man. No Chaser Radio. That's the movement. F-E-D-D-P-C, that's the plug, man. People's Champ All Radio. On a Sunday afternoon, this is what we do, man. Y'all can holler at us on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. A lot of dope content right there. There's going to be more coming soon. Some real cool stuff coming for right there, man. So y'all stay tuned. Also, true. Also, we are on iTunes in the podcast section. We over there as well. iHeartRadio, we coming soon. Y'all know what it is, man. We getting it popping, man. Hey, we want to get into some sports. We got a lot to get. Listen, I've never made this declaration before on this platform, but I'm going to do it. All right? You ready for this, Cash? Talk to him. I'm I've, always ready. I've never said this before. This show, I will guarantee you will get your money's worth. Whatever that means to you. Whatever that means to you. You're going to get your money's worth this show. Trust me. If you haven't. You're going to get your paper's worth. You dig? So here's the deal. Let's first, before we get into into some sports, we're gonna get into some sports, some hip hop, some politics. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna go there. But before, yeah. Shit about to get real. But before we yeah. get there, let me do this, man. Let me do this before we get there. Um, on a hip hop note, two bur- salute to these two brothers. Shout out to got? shout out to J Cole. Turned thirty three years old today. Grown up. Grown shout out man. to J Cole. Do One of the young brother. One of the dope, uh, quote unquote, newer MCs that I rock with heavy. So, so, so salute to uh, to J Cole. Keep putting out that good work. Absolutely. And to the big homie, man. To the one of the one of the pioneers, probably the dude that, in terms of hip hop, the song that made me say, "Yo, that shit was crazy." Uh oh, that's, that's big crazy. What yeah, we talking man. About here? Shout out to the to the big homie, man. He go by a couple names. Some people call him the 18th letter. Some people call him the God MC. Shout out wow. to the big homie, man. Rock him a lot. Rock him, oh, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Shout out Rock him. I remember, man, being a shorty, man. And I heard Rock him on that uh, on a song with uh, Blue Cantrell. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And it was just funny because when I was hearing his brother, I was like, "Yo, dude, big." Now, mind you, I'm from Houston, so you know we wasn't really well versed. On hip hop history, you feel me? It was a bunch of Southside, Southside. Shout out, little Kiki. But the point being is that I remember thinking how dope this dude was, and then finding out like he's a legend and a founder of, of the legendary <clears throat> flows in hip hop. It was just crazy. So shout out Rakim, man, and shout out to Jay Cole for for having that Rakim like energy, right? Shout out to Jay Cole uh, for continuing to. Uh, you know, hold it down for the rock hymns of the world to show you that, you know, hip hop will always and forever be here. So shout out to J. Yeah. Cole as well. I mean, what J. Cole and what the Kendricks and those guys represent is that no matter what, you got to have some bars in hip hop, right? That's what it was founded on. That's what we're going to keep it on, man. Well, and, let me say this. Yeah, let yeah. me say this. And that's, and I'm not dissing when I say this, so don't take it as a diss anybody, but that's akin to what we see in the NFL with uh, pocket passing quarterbacks. NFL has seen the Michael Vicks of the world. The NFL um, is now uh, being introduced to Cam Newton. 
But we've seen Cam Newton. I actually saw a guy who was a better pocket passer than Cam Newton and an equally effective runner. Um, and his name was Dante Culpepper. Now, if you don't believe me, just go back and watch that that, that, that season that him and Randy Moss and the boys had before Dante ended up getting hurt, you know, and hurting his knees. Um, but the point is, is that it's it's the the consistency of back of, of of pocket passing quarterbacks, excuse me, right? Is that consistency that inevitably when you look around the league and you see a lot of flash and you know um, a, a lot of unconventional stuff, right? And you're like, oh, this is a new way. You got to get a quarterback that can do this. When in the NFL, they continue to look for uh, more, uh, you know, pocket passing type of quarterbacks because, you know, statistically, those guys are going to remain healthy longer. They're going to be more consistent with what they do on a day in and day out basis. Um, the receivers and the running backs, as well as the linemen, are able to acquiesce their games a lot more naturally to pocket passing quarterbacks. We know what that guy's going to be. You get me? So when I think of hip hop, I kind of think of like lyricists as the, the the pocket passer because it's almost like people think out loud like oh, we're tired of lyricism. We just wanna we just wanna have fun. But at the end of the day, you somehow come back to Kendrick, right? The Tupacs, the Biggies, um, J Cole. Somehow these guys still pull you back in. Although there's a plethora of a lot of uh, what I like to call call wild music out there, right? <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, hey, I just want to give y'all my little little soliloquy, man. My little metaphor, man. Hey, um, don't take that and put it on a t-shirt either, because you know I got my shit copyrighted over here, baby. And the thing about hip hop is, right? Free that game. The thing gave you a gym. The thing about hip hop is this. There, there have always been kind of those party, strictly party songs, dudes that don't, it's not too deep, it's, you know, it's battery boop, booty bop, you know what I'm saying? It's always been that. The difference is, is that when it becomes, that's the only thing that the genre turns into, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like you said, it's like, hold on, whoa, whoa, that staying in that pocket and being able to do that, you will always be able to have success there. You feel what I'm saying? Now, some of that other stuff, that shit might be cool for a little while, right? Go holla at, um, go holla at RG3. That's cool for a little while. You dig? But, yeah, you know. Let's, hey, let's get deep with it real quick, though. Let's go. Let's, let's stay here really quick. Because, I, you see what happens in hip-hop. We go through these waves. We go through these eras of, oh, man, hip-hop too soft. It needs to get tough. Right. And then people, yep. And what happens is you got a little fuckboy, right, at a young age. <laughs> you dig? Little fuck, you little got fuck a little fuckboy. little fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> what, he, what he's listening to is people say, yo, hip-hop too soft. Or, nah, man, nah, it's boring, man. That shit boring. You know what I'm saying? Jay boring. He ain't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he can rap, but, you know, he ain't really talk. He's boring. You know what I'm saying? He talking about real life stuff. We don't want to hear about his paintings. You feel me? So Lil Fuckboy comes out, and then he starts saying things that are very over-the-top and derogatory, and then we all gravitate to it, towards it, right? And then we start talking about how Jay's old and Nas is old and, ah, that shit's over with. And then Lil Fuckboy goes away after about six months, right? He had one hit song, then him over a really good beat. Um, and, and you know the rest is history and then like Jay-Z drops 444 you feel me pocket passer it's deep because it's almost like hip hop self-destructs 
and then like balances itself out once it's bored with the self-destruction if that makes any sense to you yeah and 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 the thing about hip-hop that people often overlook is how young of a genre it is and so the biggest misconception about hip-hop is that like it's magically been around for it, it, it's so right. young, man. It's, it's crazy. A, it's crazy and, and how young hip hop is. When you're a young genre, it's just not anybody knows this. Growth is painful. If you've ever, you know, anybody who has some age on them, you know when you're 12, 13, 14 years old, you start having those growing pains, your knees, different things. Growth is just something that can be painful sometimes. And like you said, it it, it, it does seem like every few years. Because I remember when Nas first started that whole hip hop is dead movement. Yeah, it was big. Too. You know, it was. Big. Us being from the South, we took it a little bit more personal because we felt like I took it as, I took yeah. it as a diss. Yeah, it but because essentially he was saying, oh, because the, the, because the way them niggas got it and how they doing it, that ain't hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop is real. Hip hop is dead. And it was kind of like, nah, yeah. that ain't. You know what I'm saying? That ain't really true. You feel me? Because it was do. I mean, he was saying that at a time in which Jeezy was giving you classic material. You well, feel what I'm he saying? Was saying? He was saying it at a time when Pimp Juice was the only one moving units with Eminem and Jay-Z. See, here's the deal. You can't say hip-hop is dead, and I'm not talking about Nas directly, so don't nobody come at me saying I was dissing Nas. Uh, Nas is a legend in the game, and, and no more, doubt. more important, he's a very respectable man. He's someone that I've admired uh, the way he's moved out here. You know what I'm saying? I never see my, Nas on a lot of little dumb shit like you see a lot of brothers who, who are older. So point is I, I fuck with Nas heavy you dig but Nas was saying that meanwhile Jay-Z and Eminem who are known right to be the some of the greatest lyricists ever in the history of hip-hop hip-hop purists have Eminem and Jay in their top whatever right they're, they're top tier they A1 those guys were still moving units just because Nelly was also moving units that has nothing to do with being hip-hop being dead. It was about people saying, that's dope M, that's dope J. And what Nelly doing over there is way different than y'all. But he's got some dope shit too, right? I like that shit. I like hiding her. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Pimp Juice. This dude having fun, he's doing things differently. There is nothing wrong with that type of diversity in hip-hop. And we'll continue to grow. We'll continue to fight that battle. I honestly think it's one of those battles that falls on deaf ears, but it's just cool to have, like, it's cool for people in the barbershop to get angry and tell you who's not a lyricist and who is, and for, um, you know, Complex Magazine and XXL, right, to make these lists, and you hear the people at Hot 97 and 105 arguing and, and Sway's bringing people on a freestyle, right? It, it keeps a conversation, it keeps a conscious conversation going on in hip-hop and that's why I do love about the argument. But I, at the end of the day, I think it's one of those arguments that like it, it, it doesn't affect anything because people are gonna keep it pushing. You feel me? You're gonna have people who not about lyrics and who gonna make great money and who gonna get, get great popularity. And then you're gonna have people who are all about lyrics, right? And who get great money and have great popularity. So you're, you're gonna always have a great mix. I've never been in it. I've never seen in a, in a, um, in a very young era of hip hop I have yet to see an era in which there's we're all one way, meaning we all partying or we're all lyricists, right? That we always have a healthy, um, a healthy mix of uh, diversity. But that's the way it should be, though, right? Because you don't yeah, feel you don't feel one way all the time. Sometimes I want to hear right. some. Like I'll be honest with you, right? 
I know the uh, the Migos joint just dropped Culture 2. I'm not the big fan of them in general, and I'm not a big fan of the culture uh, of Culture 2. I listen to it, yeah, yeah. I take Culture 1, but that's just me. Um, right. But with that being said, if well, I'm hold on, hold, hold on though. See, that's the see. You just start listening to Culture 2, right? Mm-hmm. When you first heard Culture 1, maybe you thought it was solid, but then you start digging in a little bit, giving right. it time to marinate. So same same thing with Culture 2. It may it may end up, you know, you may grab about three or four more songs and be like, oh, whoa, whoa. So, you know. And it's possible. Because my thing is, because my thing is, if I'm going to the gym and I'm going to try to get it in, I might throw some Migos on. You know what I'm saying? Some Absolutely. shit like that. Get that, 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 get that adrenaline. Yeah, bro. that might be some good gym music. You dig what I'm saying? If I'm doing some other shit, I probably put something else on. So, I'm saying I think it's it's a spot at the table for everybody. I just hate when it's always, you know what I'm saying, motherfuckers making it seem like, you know, because some of these young cats can get so disrespectful. And some of the old dudes, I don't think that, that they're talking from a place necessarily of disrespect. But I think um, the game has changed so much that when you get a dude like, take a Rakim. So we're talking about Rakim, right? I would guarantee you, and, I, and this ain't no fucking history lesson, right? But I would guarantee right. you that most of the cats in the game right now that are some of the top dudes wouldn't recognize Rakim if you walked in the room. Now, listen, I'm not saying you have to because we do a lot of sports and a lot of other shit on here. And I'm sure that motherfuckers in the NBA and the NFL wouldn't recognize some legends who walked in. Right. And that's fine. But understand, right. There are certain key figures who you need to know. I'm just going to be honest with you. Right. At, at anybody's place of employment, because most of y'all motherfuckers, I think, got jobs. Y'all talk that ball and shit. Y'all got jobs. Right. And here's the thing, here's the thing. You know your manager, you know your directors, your CEOs, you know the money. Now, you might not know a motherfucker who's a manager somewhere else, but you know the people you need to know. You feel what I'm saying? And it's just certain motherfuckers. Listen, Rakim changed a lot of the fucking game. <laughs> you dig? Absolutely. And so it's just like in basketball. It's certain motherfuckers you got to know. If you come up to me and you tell me you don't know Magic Johnson, we can't even like, I can't do anything with you. You know what I'm saying? Let alone, now, my list goes a little bit lower than that. That's like, if you don't know magic, nigga, just get the fuck away from me. But you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but anyway, man, let's 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 get back to some, uh, I, was, I definitely want to say peace to the God, dog. Peace to the God, Rock Kim, Allah. Absolutely. But let's chat about the most on these sports, man. Pro Bowl was today. Uh, did, did Cash what, what, watch the Pro Bowl? What, what happened today? Yeah, the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, live from Hawaii. Is it still in Hawaii? Live from Hawaii. Did Cash enjoy or partake in the Pro Bowl? Hey, listen, man. I'm not a big fan of lacrosse, right? And so if lacrosse was on and that Pro Bowl game was on, I'd have a little more interest in lacrosse. So that's a no, that you didn't watch the Pro, the Pro Bowl game. If the Pro Bowl was on and a lacrosse match was on, I would probably watch that lacrosse match. Why is the Pro Bowl so boring? Is it because of just the nature of football that you can't, quote unquote, hold back? You got to play it a certain way? So let's talk about it real quick. And I'm going to make this real, real quick, right? What's fun about football? What do we like about the game, Roy Mack? Just give me like some good cues. And you and I talk about why football is so popular all the time. Oh, right? well, I can so tell you why I'm, Americans. This, this um, is a rhetorical question. Yeah, exactly. Americans like that football because of the violence. Okay, there you go. Period. Point blank period. Watching a Pro Bowl would be like watching NASCAR drivers go 30 miles per hour around the track. Who the F is interested in that? These people want to see a show, right? They want to see car crashes. They want to see guys cutting each other off, revving. They want to see the pit crew out. You get me? 
And I'm not trying to give a shout out to NASCAR, but the point is, is people are watching these activities for the same reasons. They want to see collisions. They want to see um, near-death experiences. They may not think that directly, but indirectly, when someone's like, you know, six foot, seven, 280 pounds, and he's running full speed at a 5'10", 150 guy, um, you know, if we all have to sit down in class and guess what would happen? If I say, A, that guy goes home and see his family without a headache, or B, he possibly has brain damage or a concussion, I think most people are going to say if that guy gets hit by the big guy, it's going to be answer B. So we know what the hell we're getting ourselves into. So the point is, is nobody wants to watch the Pro Bowl because there isn't going to be that violence. That's why we come to watch football. But I got an answer. I, I Bro, I've, I've been knowing how to solve the Pro Bowl, no BS, for over a decade now. I, I, I have the answer. Well, let's, let's hear it. Let's answer, hear it. Sway. Here we go. Well, that's going to cost. So I can't. <laughs> I, hey, you know what I'm saying? Listen, a wise man once said, bro, if you're good at what you do, don't do it for free. So you saying the NFL need to holler at you? Hey, listen, dog. Can't get no free, Randy. They're going to have to start paying me for this. Can't do it. All right. So you heard it. Hey, but I got the answer, Sway. Just know that. NFL, if y'all want to get the Pro Bowl popping, y'all need to holler at People's Champ Radio. Holler at Cash. He got the answers for y'all, man. Right here listen, on People's Champ. Matter of fact, y'all can call into the show, man. Y'all can call into People's Champ. And we can chop up the game on it. You dig? Hey, email us at peopleschampradio.com. I ain't going to even give you the app. Just put in <laughs> peoplechamp. Just type in peopleschampradio.com. We here. We live. <laughs> yeah, man, hit me up, man. NFL know where I'm at, man. I'm always, I'm always working, man. So the Pro Bowl, that's coming, going. I, I'm not a Pro Bowl guy Come at on, all. Man. You know, I actually that's something I watch. Predictions for for the game coming up: Patriots, Eagles. Patriots. All right, we'll leave it there. <laughs> it, seems there like, it seems like we, there we not, not much more to do there. We'll leave I mean, it there. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, listen. I, I, if you listen, anybody who in, in the chat want to, you know, debate us on that? Hey, holler at me if there's an upset, and then I'll just shake your hand and say, "Good game." That's all I got to say about that. Now let's bring it to what I've been waiting to talk about for a minute. Uh oh. This week there was an announcement made by the owner chairman of the board of <laughs> wwe formerly yeah, known man. for my old heads as wwf yeah man and he announced that in the year 2020 two years from now he is bringing back and reviving the xfl now this is important because only a listen let me talk to my wrestling fans real quick only a wrestling promoter would think that he could bring back something that failed. This is what wrestling promoters do. They have a guy, Hulk Hogan, got brought back 52 times. You talk dig? that talk. You dig? Triple H got brought back. Shawn Michaels, hell. I think Ric Flair is still somewhere wrestling. So all these guys, they still think that they have it in them. So he's bringing back the XFL. And if it was just that... Right. If it was just that he's bringing back the XFL, we could probably come on here and make some jokes about whether or not we think it's going to it's going to work or whether or not we think it's going to it's and it's ironic because they just did a 30 for 30 not too long ago in the XFL. So we could we could have just some good material on that. But it's deeper than that. In his announcement, he went into some detail, some very important detail that I feel got missed by the hilarity of the announcement in and of itself. He said a lot of key statements. 
a lot of key statements that I believe that people purposely purposely ignored because they didn't want to talk about this anymore at length. Well, but he said a lot of stuff. He, well, yeah, he, he threw out a lot of dog whistles. Um, wow. and that's your man. But that's your man. And one of the things that that he went into, um, let me just let me back up before I get into the breakdown. Let me tell you what I think he's tapping into and why the XFL is coming back. And then I want to go, go into it, me and, me and Cash to chop it up and go into some of the details and some of the things he was saying. Why this is a genius move by, by Vince McMahon, and I do think this is a genius move by Vince McMahon, by the way, Cash. This is a genius move by Vince McMahon because right now is the best time to bring this back. Because he is tapping directly, die fucking directly into the Donald Trump fan base. That's where he's going with this XFL. He's, Absolutely. He's tapping into that market because some of the listen, he he basically said everything except we're gonna make football great again. That, he said yes, everything sir. but that. Yes, sir. You feel what I'm saying? And so you sit back and you say, hold on, because he talked a lot about um the football that you wanna watch. Yeah. We're gonna make the game more fan friendly. We're not gonna be political um we're not going to accept players who have uh criminal records uh, it very very i mean it's things that you're like whoa and it's funny because he talked about the criminal records and the wwe just had a very big problem with the guy who was their cruiserweight champion uh enzo amore who was just mm -hmm. suspended he may be getting ready to get fired by the wwe because he just got a rape case um wow. so you know it's 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 the, the irony right wow but but you know that's kind of my two cents i got some more to add to that but what say you cash um man i want to say a lot man but you know what, I, what i'm working on in 2018 roy mack is you know sometimes when you come out and you have the information and then you deliver that information with uh such veracity and uh confidence those who are listening that don't have the information, they tune you out immediately because what you're saying, you know, is just no, it can't coincide with what they've known or what they currently know, right? So I said all that to say this is that let me say the rules of the game, right? So <clears throat> he had, you know, there's an article about, you know, some of the rules you should know, uh, but he is here are the rules that you should know out of the rules that they say you should know. So, one rule says no politics whatsoever. He says, Vince, Vince McMahon says, people don't want social and political issues coming into play when they're just trying to be entertained. They want someone who wants to take a knee to their version of that on their personal time. So, what he's basically saying is like, yo, man, listen, lead us out of the game. You come here, you play. You get me? Uh, we don't want to see you do political stuff, but isn't standing for the flag political? Hey, it's, huh. fun. hey, it's funny to I, me, too. It's funny to me, too. And let, let uh -huh. me break in. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Let, let, let yes, me just sir. elaborate on that point right there. Uh, we've talked about that right here on People's Chat Radio. Go back, look up the article. That is a very, very new trend in football, that whole standing for the national anthem thing. Absolutely. Not only is it a new trend, it was they got money to do it. It was 100% political. This is, not, this is not Roy Mack's conjecture. This is not Cash's conjecture. This is not any. These are documented facts. It was 100% political 
100. for these guys to stand. But go ahead. Absolutely political. Absolutely. Right. So no politics whatsoever. And then a little caveat. Someone asked him if uh, President Trump was going to support him in his league. And he said, of course, he didn't know. Although Trump is one of uh, McMahon's best friends and they've been friends for decades. Go look it up. Um, he's in the know. hey. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. There well, you there go. You go. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Um, no criminal records allowed. Which again, see, and, and whoever's listening to this right now, which is why I'm not going to go on my own personal rant. I'm just going to read these rules, and I'm going to let those marinate with you before we really get into it at a later date. This is important because you people watching will tell me, well, hey, Calvin, or, or, or hey, you know, hey, Roy Mack, hey, Cash. Are you saying that you, you know, you want guys to be have criminal records in the league? I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that most of the people watching these games have criminal records. So what are we talking about? Let me go deep, Cash. Cash, uh, listen, Cash is in a place of zen right now, which I respect. He's on a, uh, uh, he, he's. No, 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 no. I no, want no. to get a cast the information. Before no, but I see, start going in heavy. I gotta stay right there though, because I gotta. I, I, I need to touch on that right there, and, and the only reason I need to touch on that 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 criminal thing is because of this. Talk that talk. We gotta make a a decision in this country, and when I say we, I mean the dominant society. <laughs> Boy, y'all about to say, man. When I say we, hey, I, I mean hey, the dominant hey, society, I'm right? Say, I'm, on, I'm on my Scarface ish, man. Hey, I, I don't want to be the king of nothing. You feel me? What 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 they're going to have to um, lay out more clearly is after you go to are you serving your debt to society or not by going to prison? I need to figure that out, because if you're serving your debt to society, then once your debt is paid, aren't you done? Right. What are we talking about at this point? Listen, if I have a bill, let's say and listen, some of y'all motherfuckers then did this. Don't act like y'all haven't. If you didn't went out and you didn't got something from cons or from <laughs> name the box store, right? Where you didn't you're you're paying payments on something is what I'm saying. You're doing you may, yep. maybe you got some furniture and you're making payments on that furniture, right? Yep. You have you're paying your debt to that company for whatever it is, whatever that product is. Once you're once you have paid that debt. You're done. You don't have to go back and like talk to him, have a conversation, do no, no, clap your hands, dust your hands off. That business is done. You good. You've paid. So what Vince McMahon is saying is that one mistake in your life. And listen, I know it's some some of these people. Oh, what do somebody's got? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying theoretically, one mistake that you made in your life, possibly at a young age. Basically, what he's saying is. You, you deserve to go to hell from there. From there, you deserve to just, whatever you get, you deserve those crumbs now for yeah, one mistake. Understand, understand, he's not saying like if you murder and all that stuff because listen, no one lets you play in the league after right. things like that. That's why it's so important, Cash. That's yeah, why I wanted to stop. Because he said, yes. Because he said criminal record. So I, and the thing is, listen, I don't have a criminal record. So I could play in the XFL. I'm just taking up for people who haven't been so lucky, right? Um, or whoever been in this situation, right, to be as fortunate as myself, to be able to dodge some of the bull that goes on. Um, but he mentioned the name Tim Tebow. Yeah, hey, well, well, Tim Tebow? <laughs> because Tim Tebow, right, Tim Tebow is the symbol of good in a dominant society. Um, 
<laughs> but listen, man, I digress. Man. I, listen, I'll be on this for a minute, so let me read. Some, go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you flow. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you do your thing, though. I like, you know, I like when Roy Mack goes in heavy. You know, I get a lot of tweets about how I go in heavy, so I like when Roy Mack, you know, kind of busts lines down. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, OKC right now. They're playing the Sixers right now. Shout out to the Thunder, man. Looks like Paul George is going to make the all-star team as well due to that. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that later, the Boogie Cousins injury. We'll get to that in a minute, but it looks like it's going to be Paul George filling in. But go ahead, man. I'll let you go ahead and finish. No, you're good. Um, Those are the the rules that stand out to me, and there's a lot of other uh, conversations. Um, there are a lot of dog whistles, obviously, and we're just gonna be watching this thing closely, man. So, hey, man, tune in. Um, you know, everybody, um, you know, as To would say, hey, man, get your popcorn ready. Let's talk about this, right? Um, so, Vince McMahon is actually, literally, not this again. This is not my opinion. He's literally fielding suggestions from the people, right? He said, if you have a suggestion. You know, send it to us now. Whether or not they're gonna read it, I don't know, but he said it, so I'm just going by. I'm, I'm taking him at his word at this point, right? Um, he's saying they want to make the game faster. I'm going to step away a little bit from, from my political stance on some of the, what, mm-hmm. what he's doing, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to end it with that here in a bit. But let's just go to just just to get the quote-unquote game. He's saying they want to make it faster, right? He's saying they want to have less commercials. He's saying, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you have the rules there. <clears throat> it's going to be 40-man rosters, is that right? Yep, yep, because there's normally 53-man rosters. Right, so it's going to be a smaller roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said they're going to start off with eight teams and eight, I think later expand to 10 at some point. But right now it's going to be eight this, teams. This sounds like um, Ice Cube's, uh, what's that? What, the big three. The, the, the big three. Yeah, sounds like the big three's version of the, of the uh, you know, NFL. But I digress. And, and listen, I know, I know the XFL's been out before. I'm not stupid. I remember all the nicknames and all that stuff. But again, he's bringing it back. And he's not just saying it's the old XFL. He's trying to make it more of a legitimate game. But I'm glad you that you brought that up. Because, see, that's what people don't understand about guys out here like um, a Vince McMahon. Listen, people say that people see the WWE thing. And they think oh, he does that wrestling stuff. No, 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 no. He's a promo. He's a promoter business. first and, and foremost. Businessman. He's a promoter. When you're a promoter, you don't even have to believe in the shit that you're promoting. You just got to promote it. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And the reason I bring it up, what I'm going to tie it into is what you kind of brought up there with the names on the back of the jerseys. Right. Why was that important? Think about the time when the XFL came out. Very. This is the time. This is basically the golden age of hip hop during right. the XFL's run, right? Yeah. This is the golden age. So what are they doing? Think about the rules at that time. There was a scrum for the ball, right? It's it, it's it's this real edgy, like all go back and look at those jerseys. Go look at the whole the whole thing was kind of they were really vibing off of that hip hop feel. Go watch the XFL. I'm telling you. Go check some of the stuff out. Look at those nicknames. Look at what they, why would you put nicknames on the back of the jersey? That's hip hop in mm-hmm. and of itself. Yeah, nicknames have always been a hip hop thing to yeah. put that on your jersey and, and to kind of wear it on your sleeve. You right. He mean? was tapping into what he was tapping into at to my uh in my perspective at that point. He was tapping into that remember that NFL blitz? Um, Absolutely. He was trying to tap into yeah. that type of a feel, right? More of that NBA jam. That M- yeah, he was yeah, tapping yeah. into that market, that hip hop um yeah. video game type. No, he that, was tapping no, into that, that. No strings attached, you know. 
Um, I, what they do for the uh, instead of flipping the coin, didn't they like throw the ball in the air and scrum? Bro, they, yeah, they, they had a scrum for the ball, literally. Oh, did they race? Did they race? They would they, they would line up and, and it would start off as a race and then like you like wrestle for the football. Very dangerous right. shit, by the way. Right, right, right. <laughs> dangerous what, shit. Hey, what 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 thirteen less people on the roster? Uh, you want a, a more dangerous game? Okay. So this thing is going to be interesting to watch, but. You brought up Donald but, Trump but, earlier. But I, won't be but I won't be watching it. But yeah, go ahead. I think Donald Trump absolutely... Listen, I'll make the declaration right here on People's Sham Radio. Donald Trump absolutely will be involved in the XFL. He, he got a team. I think he might have a team. That's that's my conjecture, that I believe he'll have a team. You got to remember, he's been wanting to get in... Well, he was in football in the old... Um, uh, what was the league? That, oh man, before the NFL, they had that thirty for thirty on. Yeah, that I can't remember the name of the league. Uh, off the top of my head, American right now. was it the American Football League? I, 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 they were competing with the NFL at the time. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but yeah, um, well, you know, I yeah. would look it up. But you know, when it comes to the little homie, I ain't yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna waste my time on that. But I mean, he, nah, he's had a team. But he's always wanted. Listen, the reason that the man went ran ran for the the the, the highest office in the land was because the NFL owners wouldn't let him in. <laughs> These are facts. This is not again. Yeah, this is not my opinion. This yeah, is not my opinion. But I digress. The owners from that. of the NFL wanted no parts of it. And they the, Amer no parts and of the it. American no people parts said, of and the American people said, "Fuck it, <laughs> we'll do it live." <laughs> We'll do it live. Hey, man, the land of second chances, you know? You know? <laughs> right, me too. Hey, listen, man, this is People Share Radio, Roy Mac and Cash, Sunday afternoon, man. Y'all make sure y'all hit us up on that YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell icon so you can get notified when the when that new-ish is dropping. You dig what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, we getting it in out here right now, dog. I, I brought this up just briefly, uh, the Boogie Cousins injury, man. Um, damn, and I like Boogie, man. He was balling out this year, heavy. That's crazy, man. And it looks like it's, it's a it's a tear of his Achilles, and he's done for the year. And you know, listen, he's a big guy, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And so, I mean, you just we don't know how he's gonna come back, how he's gonna be. You know, it's just damn. I feel sorry for that guy, man, because to me, right, he's playing the best basketball of his career, no doubt. And this is the first time that it was a a different vibe around Boogie. People started to like the fact that he was doing well. And that's a big deal because, you know, Boogie, as we both know, has been a bit of an outcast in the NBA. You know, he, you know, Boogie in the 90s, man, he would have thrived. His personality, oh, his yeah, jerseys no would have yeah. sold everywhere. You know, no big deal. You get me? But we're in a different era, man. We're in the Chef Curry era. We're in the era um, that, you know, everybody wants to be friends. And I'm not talking about off the court. I'm talking about in the competitiveness of football or basketball. In the, competitive, uh, in the competitiveness of basketball, we got people who have expressed that, you know, they've been as interested in um, wanting to be one another's friends as they have been in winning chips. Those are just facts. Don't get mad at me, right? So in this era, you know, Boogie Cousins became the bad guy. Oh, he, he gets text, okay? You know like, I, I mean, you, know, you don't like a guy because he gets a technical foul, all right? Um, but Boogie, man, he was grooving, man. And I know that feeling, you know, when you're at your peak and then something happens to, you know, um, you know, kind of knock you backwards, right? 
And so my, my heart goes out to the brother, man. Um, I know he's a good dude. You can tell he cares. That's one thing about Boogie. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Uh, I think New Orleans really was new, embracing Boogie. And let me say this. I think New Orleans was really embracing Boogie and understanding, like, man, we got Anthony Davis, but this Boogie character, like, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's the most important thing that happened with Boogie this year was that he was paired with a guy who everyone loves, right? Really lovable, likable, likable guy. And who, oh, by the way, maybe the future of the NBA. And all Boogie was doing was either performing um, at a similar rate, right? Or just outperforming him in a lot of cases. So this is a huge um, setback for Boogie, man. He's a big guy. Who knows how that Achilles is going to hold up for his career? Who knows, man, what's going to happen to him? Because I want to say he's on a one-year contract, a two-year contract with an option, though, after a year. So I, I believe that sounds right. Him. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and, and that's unfortunate. So it's just it's sad, man. It's, it's real. It's unfortunate for that kid, man. Yeah, and then um, last night, on a lesser note, in terms of uh, his ability, right? Uh, yeah. The the Thunder lose Andre Roberson um, wow. to a to a knee injury. And listen, you know this from playing football. The worst injuries are the non-contact injuries. Absolutely. And he's going up for an alley oop, and as he gets ready to take off, get get ready to take off, he just fall literally just lands on his on on, on his back because his his knee just gives way. So. Um, yeah, you hate to see those types of injuries. Uh, and just going back Absolutely. to Boogie, um, yeah, he's playing the best ball of his career. Let me ask you this, man. Yeah. Because you remember, what was it, two years ago? Everybody unanimously was saying Anthony Davis is the guy. He's going to change yeah. the game. He's the guy. And listen, he's starting an all-star game, right? Um, right. His, his numbers are still – yeah, his in numbers – the, the numbers are there. The numbers look good. But – I don't know if I still feel that vibe around him. You, you know I, what I'm let, saying? Let, let me say this. Is I that boogie or what is it? Yeah, I do think it's because they're side by side. You could say, ah, oh, you know, Anthony Davis averaging, you know, 26 and 15 too, right? Because their numbers are like identical. Um, I think Anthony Davis is a better defender, right? Um, but their numbers are pretty much identical. So the point is, I think that Anthony Davis, after watching him thus far, uh, I believe that he's Blake Griffin uh, in terms of his mentality. A lot of people thought Blake Griffin was going to be the Sean Kemp that stayed healthy, right? Um, the, the, the Sean Kemp that's in shape because the brother definitely takes care of himself physically. But Blake Griffin's mentality is closer to, um, you know, that Dwight Howard kind of mentality. And, and, and then when I start thinking about those guys, I think about Anthony Davis. I don't, I don't want to call a brother soft, right? His game's too, it's too, it's too incredible to be soft. But I don't believe that he's a guy that people can look at as a player, not skill-wise, just as a player and say, okay, this guy's going to take us to what we need to be. You dig? Yeah. I, don't think, I don't believe people look at him like that. Now, here's the deal. Maybe if Tim Duncan had a got his wish and played, um, you know, was he going to Orlando? To Orlando, yep. Maybe he looks that way. Because I think Tim Duncan has a similar personality. You know what I mean? The guy doesn't really say much. He just goes out there and hoops. But people didn't get on Tim because they were winning chips. But that wasn't just a Tim thing. That, that's a, you know, Spurs, you know, Greg Popovich. And they had a lot of great players around them. So I just think that if, if people were given the option between Boogie Anthony Davis on the basketball court, I think that they would take Boogie Cousins. I think 
outside of basketball, a lot of people would say Anthony Davis because they haven't seen the text and, you know, the tantrums that Boogie throws every now and then, right? Um, that's just, that's my belief. I believe that Boogie gets a terrible rap and that he's just in the wrong era. Yeah, and, and I'm with you because I think um, ultimately if you're in the NBA, you're the only thing that you can look to is how can we beat the Warriors if we play them, right? If you're in the West, you got to try to beat them in, the, in, in at some point in the playoffs. If you're in the, the East, Warriors, if you're in the East, you got to try to see them in the finals, right? And it's right. always been my conjecture since that. This is before Kevin Durant got there. I always thought the way to beat them, and even more, I think it even more now that Kevin Durant's there, the way that you beat them is not by trying to match three-pointer for three-pointer with them. And that's why, ultimately, I think that if Houston plays them, that they're going to lose because... Absolutely. They play the same game. Yeah. Y'all play the exact same way, and the guys that they have are better at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, okay, right. now, you know, you're just going to lose. Um, I'm like, okay, you're going to have to be physical and beat these guys up and play inside out. Now, what happens is you get these analytic guys who say, oh, well, that's not going to work because you're going to trade two-pointers for three-pointers. Well, not necessarily. Because if I'm trading four two-pointers for one three-pointer, I'll take my chances now. You dig what I'm saying? Right, right. You feel me? And listen, we've watched the Warriors absolutely struggle in the playoffs, and what I perceive is they're struggling under pressure. We've seen this. Well, and we've plus— seen, We've seen Clay and, and Steph, you know, check out a game or two in the playoffs when it matters the most. Because so what, what, what happens is you can't shoot three-pointers when you got three fouls in the first quarter. Yeah, man. See, people yeah, don't understand. People don't understand. It's something about when you're playing inside out, because you got to try to stop Boogie Cousin. Either you're going to let him dunk it every time, or you're going to try to double, do something different, and now you're going to pick up some fouls. Now, listen, those fouls might not be that crucial in the first quarter, second quarter, but come yep. third, fourth quarter, all of a sudden you look up, and Draymond Green got five fouls, and it's the start of the fourth quarter. Now he got to sit down for a minute. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. And so I've always just thought, yo, listen, you got to be physical with these dudes. You have to play inside out. Don't try to match them with threes. Of course, you want to have some shooters out there to surround those guys if you're playing inside out. Right. But listen, and that's why I said last year I said this, that I thought the Celtics, even with Isaiah Thomas, were the biggest threat to them because they just played it with, 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 with what I call no respect. They played the Warriors with no respect. We you know up crazy? You. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were absolutely nuts when you were saying that. And I get what you're saying. You're not saying that the Celtics would beat them, but you just believe that they would have had the best chance. Yeah. And yeah. thinking about what you were saying, their mentality and how they play, those Marcus Smarts, uh, when they had, yeah. um, when they had, what's the brother, the defensive player, man? Uh, Beast. They got rid of him. Uh, Avery. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, um, yeah. The brother was balling, right? You're right, though. When they have, like, when Steph them get guards like that, they don't bowl too well, man. You nah. know what I'm saying? Because those but, dudes are going to get a thing. The NBA, but the NBA has allowed them guys to play that way. Remember that. Well, the only Remember? guy that I've ever seen the NBA really allow to play Steph very physical was Matthew mm -hmm. Dellavedova. Well, <laughs> that's, the only, <laughs> that's the only guy that and I've I, seen. I have, I have a theory as to why, but I digress. <laughs> you know, I have a all of a sudden, hey, so could nobody, hey, could nobody in the entire NBA guard step if the Della Dover got in the league? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. And my thing is, you know, where, where's he now? Is he on a defensive third NBA team defense? Where, where's he at? I don't know. <laughs> hey, but shout out to Delhi. They gave him a nickname. His jersey started selling. Hey, Boy, shout out I, to Mike uh, Mike Golick. He started rocking the Della Vadova jersey. Hey, well, listen, listen, RWS. <laughs> what? You talking about some folk that just ride out? 
Hey, listen, brothers and sisters, we got to get our cold game up, man. It, wait, listen, these folk out here, boy, they'll make you really think that Mark Matson had a pretty good run at well, at some point in his career. You got to be like, okay, this guy must have, you know, must have been decent. You did, hey, you know, no. Hey, and me. No. And meanwhile, black folks was running around talking about, hey, y'all bet not just be voting for Barack just because he's black. Yeah, I know. Funny to me, too. But listen, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, black, folks checking, <laughs> black folks checking each other about Barack. But we out here talking about Della Vadova, Mark Madsen, uh, Brian Scalabrini. Who Brian Scalabrini? I come on, And Birdman Anderson, you know, this brother was in the dunk contest and probably had the worst performance in the history of, of, of life in any league in dunk contest. Now, listen. One might say a little guy by the name of Naughty B had a worse showing, but I, 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 I don't know. Hey, I don't know, man. Uh, that's I an inside joke. Y'all don't know that about yeah, that, man. Yeah, man. Y'all don't know the big homie, but hey, you know. Hey, speaking happen. of dunk contest, did my you know, and, and this is another guy who just had a birthday, by the way. I don't know why I know this, but he just had a birthday a couple days ago. I don't know why. I, I just, I, I, I never seen it. I never knew it. Did you know that Gerald Green was missing half of his, half a finger? Yeah. I didn't even know that, bro. I, I was like, no, where the hell have I, I been it? at? I was like, where the hell have I been? Well, I just found out. I'm not going to act like I always knew it. I, I think I found out maybe two months ago because I was watching, like, the greatest, you know, uh, dunk, dunk contest. contest? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Gerald Green's in there, of course. And uh, make no mistake about it. They were like, yeah, you know, he's missing, like, his finger. And I was looking around like, for what? I must have... I, I, I promise you, I watched every, I've watched every dunk contest ever. I must have just missed that part. What I must have went to the bathroom. Was, I don't know, but I was like, "Yo, this dude's missing." I think it's one of those things, bro. Where you know, someone they said, and you don't really dive into it because you know, after the <laughs> well, because after the dunk contest, let's be real. Like Gerald Green is for the most part out of sight, out of mind, right? Like you right. don't really hear, you know what I'm saying? You don't really hear about him. Um, but shout out to Gerald Green for like you know sustaining a career in the league. You dig? Um, my thing with Gerald Green and guys like him with that type of athleticism, I always ask myself the same question. The first thing I always say the same thing. Should I say the first thing I would do, right, is is learn how to play some really damn good defense. You can work on your shot and all that stuff simultaneously, but if you really want to get some paper and get on this floor, you dig. Hey man, learn how to play like some really good deeds to see what happens. But you know, hey man, shout out to Gerald Green. He's from the H. You dig? So I'm gonna hold it down for the big homie. Yeah, it's some dudes that always it, it just baffles me that they're not perennial all stars. And then, and then, then there's some dudes that it baffles me that baffles me that they don't compete for all uh, 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 for for MVP awards. Let me give you a few well, names in the hey, NBA. Well, hold on, before before you say that, yeah, yeah. some dudes that baffle me that they've been to the All Star game five times. I, 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 I don't I don't know how. I don't, oh, know how some of these, I don't know how, how some of these guys have been five-time All-Stars and on their way to the Hall of Fame, and no one talks about them. Well, but I digress. You know, some dudes, Jay, you know. But but here's what I'm hey, saying. Man, listen, in the words of Amari Stoudemire, dude got lucky. But here's what I'm saying. Well, let me talk about the dude he was talking about, Lamar Odom. He's on my list of guys who I don't know why Lamar Odom didn't comp- well I, I know now he wanted to eat he wanted to eat, he wanted to eat candy and 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 do nah, drugs hey, apparently so this guy wanted to do hey Shaquille wanted to eat candy this he was guy. good hey listen he wanted to do some other shit yeah so but I mean you look at the dude he's six foot ten he's left-handed he got handle he can shoot the jumper he can get My to the goodness. cup he can dunk on you he can pass I'm like oh, you know <laughs> he was a guy that always confused me like but and, that's a tragic story because that brother 
have been battling demons since high school. And you know what's crazy is that like nobody really knew it up until here recently. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. Well, I found out. I found out on reality TV. So shout out reality TV for actually. <laughs> not real talk. I, I didn't realize what his family situation was like. You know, I'm with me? you. I'm with so you. So when I found out that, because I had a similar situation, obviously growing up. So when I found that out, I was like, man, everybody can't deal with that shit, man. You Which is saying? why it was so devastating for him when he thought yeah. he had found that family in L.A. Absolutely. And they were like, yo, we're going to trade you. <laughs> like, yo, we're going to trade you, dog. Yeah, man. We can talk about that another day. But yeah. We're going, we're going too heavy. People don't, they're, they're looking at us like, what the hell y'all talking about? Yeah, they don't even know that story. That's my old story is a very deep story. We need to do a um, we need to do a little segment on that one day. No, we'll talk, really, we do. Really really get into some game about Lamar But Odom. Lamar Odom was one of those guys that I thought, damn, just based on his size and skill set, should be competing for MVPs. Change um, the game. Well, you know who Lamar Odom could have been? Ben Simmons. No, real what, talk. What, he, a, he was with, Ben Simmons before Ben well, I Simmons. Say, with a perimeter game, with a, though, with a, with a, a real game. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, they both left-handed. They, they got similar handles. I think yeah. people will be like, oh, Ben Simmons is a more natural passer. Okay, cool. And Lamar Odom, a much better natural shooter. And so defender. Take, and a better defender. Right. So you could take what you want out of that. But, you know, shout out to Ben Simmons for actually doing it. Lamar Odom should have been that guy, bro. Real talk. Change the game of basketball. And then I'm going to give you two guys. Josh Smith. Change the game of basketball. Two guys. Josh Smith and Rudy mm -hmm. Gay. I always feel like those two guys should have been man, competing for MVPs. Rudy Gay, man. I, I, well, listen. I, Josh Smith is one of those guys that, like, he came out of high school. He did in the NBA what he did in high school. And, and for whatever reason, one or, the another, one or another, that didn't motivate him uh, to continue to get better. Sometimes when you come out and you're doing the same stuff in terms of your dominance, you, you, you hang out a lot more. You don't work on things, and it, you know it happens a lot with very talented people. I, I was at I was in school with the, one of the uh, fastest guys I had ever seen in my life, and this brother didn't have half my work ethic, and I didn't have half his speed. You get me? Um, so yeah, man. Some people they they're so talented at a young age that, and if they succeed, right, and they don't take a bump on their head or nobody really challenges them, uh, then from there they kind of like, hey, man, listen, I hear you. I just I'm averaging, you know, because Josh, young Josh Smith was giving you, you know, 22, 20, You know what I'm saying? So you know, right. What can you tell them? Yeah. And it's sad though, man, because he had an incredible opportunity to bring Atlanta back, you know. And they actually, when they were at their peak, I don't think he was a part of that, was he? Um, yeah, he was there. Yeah. He was when there. they were battling the Celtics, he was. Okay, I, okay. I, I, I want to say, yeah, he. I want to say he was there with uh, with Joe Johnson and them boys and Al Horford them. Yeah, I, I want to so say he had, he, was there. he had his moment in his. You know what I'm saying? But he never, to me, he never reached his potential. Though. No, no I doubt. mean he didn't, and that's the thing. When I see these guys, and again, Rudy, like I said, Rudy, when I see these guys six nine, six ten, who can handle it, shoot it, and get to the cup, I'm like, yo, you, you should be competing for MVPs because that that now you, basically you're telling me that you're LeBron James. If you're, yeah. you know, I'm looking around like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Competing for everybody else, like I mean, look at Kevin Durant, look at LeBron James, look at uh, the Greek Freak, all those guys who are that size, bro. Those are the the winners of the genetic lottery, and those yep. are the guys who are, you know, it's nothing you can do. You, it no. shouldn't be anything that you can do with those dudes. You feel me? It's just like in football, like in right. football, right? You get some of these guys who you just like, listen, bro. I mean, what, what do you do with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, from I'm, I'm yep. talking receivers. I mean, you, you see those guys like when you first saw Calvin Johnson, like, okay, what are you gonna do with that guy? You know what I'm saying? If you're a cool. no, nothing. <laughs> you feel me? Like, what nothing. are you going to do? <laughs> nothing. And I, I, trust me, I'm one of the most competitive people in life. And 
I would tell you that I, I I always looked at Calvin Johnson and I said to myself, it is absolutely if they throw that ball in the air, bro, it's open. <laughs> it's, nothing you can do. It's the Randy Moss thing. You know, they if they get it up there, you just gotta, you know, shake the man's hand when he gets to the end zone. <laughs> you know, so, you know, get a man, you know, give his man get that man a handshake and say, Hey man, we'll try it again next, you know, next week. Hey, let me you know, I wanted to ask you this last week. Let me ask you this about the NBA real quick. Yes, sir. Would you play? And I know that. Yeah, I know. As a, from, from a video game standpoint, you really don't even play sports games anymore. Nah, nah. I get you know only boxing for me. When it, whenever it but comes out. do you think today, like an NBA jams would work? A three on three type game would work? And I'm saying that because you look at some of these teams the way that they're built. It would be mm-hmm. super dope to cut out all that other bullshit and just mm-hmm. play like that style. I mean, now you can go like uh, uh, Steph Clay. And Kevin Durant versus, you know, uh, uh, Westbrook, uh, you know, and those boys, Paul George and yeah. Melo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can just get down. Yeah. I mean, because that was the fun part of the NBA jams. Like, we cut out all the extra bullshit. Fuck all that. Yeah, we just going to hoop. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Let me say this, man. Any game works. And, and I always tell you this because, you know, you play a, a select few games. But I, I really, I'm out here still really gaming heavy. I got a bunch of and kids, man. I got a house full of kids. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, man? You, you kiss the baby, right? You, you kiss the baby. But the point is, is that, you know, there are so many games out, bro, that if I told you, like, what the premise of the game was, you'd be looking at me like, boy, get the F out of here. And then if I told you a lot of people are playing these games, you'd be like, get the F out of here. Are you a player? So, hold on, but before you go on, are you, are, are you a player of Fortnite? No, sir. I, I know Fortnite, though. I've heard of it. I've played it. I've played it a few times. I, so, I, is that it's, like it's, a puzzle kind of uh, joint? Fortnite? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. This what kind is, of game is it's it? kind of like a survival type game you play online. Oh, okay. Uh, they drop everybody out of like a plane on like to an island. It's like a yeah. hundred people or how many people, mm-hmm. and it's like you just go around try to kill everybody, try to be the last survivor. It's kind of cool, but you. So you, what kind of graphics are you looking at though with that game? Uh, is it like a third person view? What is it like? You know. Uh, I think it. Yeah. I think it's third person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I want to say it's third. Shit, I don't know. I don't even remember this shit. Because third person is like you, your Maddens, right? Your, your Mario's, where you can actually see your character. Yeah, it's a third person. It's a third person. It's a third okay. person view. Now, I, let me, in terms of graphics, is it next gen graphics or is it like online game generic graphics? I would say, it's, yeah. Um, they're not horrible graphics, obviously, but I would say right. I would probably say but it's more like online. Yeah, no, no, no. I probably say it's more online game-looking graphics. It, you know what's funny? It's a super like the whole layout of it. Everything about it is simple as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like a whole lot into it. Into it, it's like you can do some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. In terms of like how right. you can build stuff and like grabbing weapons and different stuff like that. But in terms of like the layout. You know, I mean, you know, the layout. Right. It, it's, it, very, it's a very generic layout. Yeah, it's super generic. But a lot of games are like that, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, listen, that will work because there is a huge void in basketball. I mean, I don't know if you know, but a lot of people were disappointed in 2K. A lot of, like, hardcore 2K people yeah. were like, bro, this like this isn't a better game. You guys are going kind of backwards here. And they, they've been saying that, you know, for a few years now. Um, and, you know, NBA Live flopped once again. They forgot um, what people like in basketball. You can't leave that genre of gaming and just how to come back and pick it up because basketball is so complex in the movements and people watch these games day in and day out so they know if the shit looks realistic or not you get what i'm saying they know if lebron's going to the cup 
and you know Joe blows guarding him, and like LeBron can't get by the guy in the goddamn video game. That's fake. Right. You get me? They know right. when Kyrie. They know when Kyrie. I, listen, I was just talking to my homeboy a couple of weeks ago. He was like, "Bro, I'm playing 2K, and Kyrie's like missing layups and shit." And he's like, "Come on, man." And we're watching <laughs> this guy. Yeah, we're watching this guy in real life, literally not miss a goddamn layup. We're talking about he may be the greatest finisher we've seen. And he's missing layups in a video game. So, and that's what I'm again, saying. Like, just take it to, like, those games yeah, where, like, it's about, well, all it's about is, like, dunks and three-pointers. You feel well, what I'm here's saying? The, here's the deal. If you're 2K, you know what you do, right? You get you a NBA three-on-three game mode, and you do just that. Yeah, I mean, because that game, I mean, you know, did you play the damn game? The game was dope, not only because of, like, what you did, but then you can get, like, other kids. I remember you can get, like, Randall Cunningham on there. You can oh, get, like, man. Will King Smith. Griffey. King Griffey. Yeah. Play, I used to play with Air Dog on there all the time. Shout out to Air Dog. Those developers at, um... Was it damn, Midway? I, I think it was Midway, right? Midway, bro. Just so smart, man. God, those guys are smart. But, yeah, bro, great game. It was entertaining. It's fun. Bring it back to the arcade. I remember, bro, me and my homeboy was talking about this. You remember, um... It was like NBA action or something like that at the arcade. Yeah. Like five's yeah. the old game. Yeah, shit like that. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, 2K is going to be, you know, you're going to play that game more frequently. But those other games absolutely have a space. And you like did? you said, maybe it should just be a game mode within the game. I think that'll be super dope. I mean, because think about it yeah, right now. Right now, smart. right now, smart. you can do, you can get like Kevin, you can have like Kevin Hart on the game because he's a, he's basically a part of All-Star Weekend now, Kevin Hart is. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. You can get yeah. it. First of all, let me say, let me back up. I watched, for whatever reason today, I watched the damn YouTube video of Kevin Hart versus Draymond Green in the three-point shootout. Hey, I watched that last <laughs> week, and I said to myself, boy, Draymond, boy, thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God for the time. Hey, because they start getting a bunch of, yeah, you know, Kevin was on the line a couple of times. Hey, man, that nigga five for one. I don't give a damn. <laughs> he, he could have hey, been shooting, like, 15 footers for all I care. Draymond Green damn near got embarrassed out there. Yeah, and, that, and, that and I think sick. and I think that Kevin just sick. didn't get his last shot off. His last shot would have been a money ball now, you know. Oh, uh, man, hilarious. And, and look, Kevin's like tired. He's still keeping it with Draymond. Come well, on, first of all, like Draymond, you out there in like your regular uniform, Kevin Hart yeah. just like that. He literally w walked from over on the sidelines like in his regular clothes. Well, here's the deal. I think a lot of times like, you know, you come out there and like you're really good at something and like you chilling. The shots ain't falling, but then that guy who isn't very good, his shots are falling. You look up, you're down or you're even. <laughs> right now, he's got a little pressure. You, you feel me? Draymond, as he's being honest, felt a little bit pressure, fam. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't really no shooter like that anyway. So well, well, first, That's first and foremost. But he was tricking people. They're like, hey, it's about 35%. But I, 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 <laughs> hey, because look, they had the nigga face on the trophy. It was a big joke. And to Kevin Hart damn near beat him. He did? <laughs> hilarious, though. That was hilarious. Hey, Kevin Hart didn't let that shit go the way it was supposed to go. Nah, he really did. Boy, he was, you know, he was, hey, he was getting close. Hey, let K me. K K was getting close. I know we, we we NBA heavy right now today. Let me bring this up to yeah. you because I saw this the other day. Um, mm -hmm. And I called you. I think I, ca I called you. I texted you about it or something. About Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Yeah, um, man. I'm going to need for Shaquille O'Neal to calm the hell down. What happened? Man? Um, they How were they dad? were they were announcing though. I think the All Star starters on TNT, and they had To. Uh, mm -hmm. with them on the panel oh, and T.O. was head. talking about how like he was I think Kenny Smith asked him was he disappointed that uh, Ice Cube and those guys didn't let him play in the big three he was like yeah man because some of the guys were petitioning for me to play you know because they know I can I, I got some game like that 
and Charles Barkley had to be the voice of reason. It was like, come yes. on, man. He was like, come on, man. <laughs> you, know what I'm you can't right. play with NBA dudes. And no. Shaq was like, no, man, I'm telling you, he, he could have played in the NBA had he just focused on basketball instead of I football. Bro. And this on, is like, man. and listen, if for, for those of you who are too young or who don't remember, Shaq said this also to a dude on the N1 circuit years ago. Hey, don't say his name, though. Now I want to embarrass this guy, man. I'm not going to say like, his name. Hey, understand, the guy that Shaq was talking to was like a 6'4 power forward in, 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 a, in, a, in on the N1 circuit. And listen, I know some of you are saying, well, hey, Charles Barkley was 6'4. Yeah, and Charles Barkley was one of the greatest players in the basketball. That, you want to be 6'4? If you want to be 6'4 and play the power forward position, I'll say absolutely. Just be one of the greatest players to ever play the game yeah, of basketball. You yeah, you can't be average. Yeah, you can't be average. Now, if you want to be another pretty good player, then that's not, that's not going to work for you. Yeah, man. And he's telling T.O. like, yeah, no, he could really. And I'm looking around. So I like, I pull up T.O. One of the biggest tricks that a lot of these wide receivers pull on people is that they think that they are a lot taller or bigger than they actually are. And I get it because they got on shoulder yeah. pads and cleats and they are taller than some of the other guys. But right. they have T.O. listed at 6'3", which me and you know mm -hmm. means he's probably, what, 6'1 and a half, 6'2", yep. maybe? 6'2". So we'll give Black, him 6'2". Yeah. Understand, Black. you're a point guard now in the NBA. You're one of the smallest guys on the court. <laughs> you feel me? You are yeah. a point guard. And if you think that one Terrell Owens could have played fucking point guard in the NBA, yeah. you, you, you got to be losing your mind, bro. Yeah, I mean, for, for, yeah. and he, he said, he was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen him play before. Man, you've seen him play in some little crap... People got to stop this with like seeing dudes playing like these little pickup games or maybe these little like celebrity games. Ain't nobody really playing like that in them games, dog. Come on, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Shaq keeps disappointing me with that, man. He really does. I'm a, But once again, this week, my favorite basketball episode was Area 21. Man, listen, Area 21 for me, that's my go-to show now. I like TNT. Because they do some funny shit on there, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Some of the bits are cool. And so I like it. I don't I don't dislike it. But Area 21 is where I go when I want to get my my little basketball fixed. I, I like what KG's doing over there. I like the mix that he gets over there with, with some of his guests. And I like how they just chop it up, man. They just really chop it the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I think well, this what they gave you, they gave you the NBA jam. You get to see KG. They got the uh, the what's the cuss button in there? Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> yeah. That's the NBA jam of TNT, and they did a great job of having that on there, uh, uh, switching the styles of giving you a contrast. What happens a lot of times is if you don't create that outlet, then mm. another show will come out. Right. You know, they'll just like do the same shit, and they'll have like KG on their show, and then now, now TNT kissing the baby, right? They got to compete. Now you don't got to compete. People get to see both. The best of both worlds. Yeah, no, that's a good look, man. This week he had uh they had Baron Davis, Steve Smith, and your man Stat. Your man oh. Stat. Oh. Amari Stoudemire, aka oh, Stat. Listen, folks, y'all listen, y'all kids don't know much about basketball. So I'ma tell you, I'm gonna tell you a little story. Amari Stoudemire was on the verge of being the best power forward in the twilight of Tim Duncan's career. And then a call was made. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go into it. Yeah, just leave it there. Then a call yeah, was I'm gonna made. Leave it. Yeah, a call was made. <laughs> an injury happened. You know, after not after the call that didn't cause the injury, but an injury happened to Amari Stoudemire the preciding year, I believe. And the rest is history. Well, yeah, like, a call was I'm made. Gonna, and I'll let Amari Stoudemire tell y'all that story. Man. A, a call, call was, was made, made and robbed him and robbed this man 
of greatness. Well, that's not only happened. him, but history was changed forever because of that call. That's my point. Yeah, history was changed Why forever. Why this brother of greatness? But I digress. We sometimes take that for granted, too. Talk about that, Cash. We, we take that for granted in all sports. Like, think about football. If a call is made or not made here or there, there are, like, history could be so different. Like, think of, because you, you got to understand, if you don't win in the Super Bowl or in in, in a in a NFC or AFC title game, a lot of time those owners panic and they make some some moves. They change some yep. pieces. They do some things because they didn't win it. They're trying to ah, man, maybe I need to do this to win, and that ends up fucking the team up worse. But you do you tend to do those things, right? That's what happened in Phoenix. They didn't. A call was made, and then other shit happened. Joe Johnson left. Everybody, you know, what I'm saying stuff starts happening. Right. So think about it, right? Tom Brady's on the cusp of winning his sixth Super Bowl. Bro, it's a real possibility that Tom Brady could almost, real talk, he could only have like one Super Bowl or no Super Bowls. Yep. You know what I'm saying? None. None. Won three <laughs> off last second field goals. Right. Then he won. Then he won. Well, then he won one when they were down 25 in the fourth. We know what happened on the side of Atlanta. Then he won one in which the Seahawks literally handed over the team to Russell Westbrook and they kissed the baby. Yeah, I mean, you 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 look at it and you say, I mean, I know what it is now and it is what it is, but yeah. you're like, damn, I mean, you know, it was razor thin. I mean, because like take take those um who's the team that that made it? Um the San Diego Chargers, right? They made it in those early 90s when they played the uh the the 49ers. 49ers and they ran into what I still say is arguably the most talented team in the history of football. Um, check yeah. that 94-95 San Francisco 49 team was unbelievably talented. Like, and they, man, ran, they ran into a buzzsaw. But let's say that something yeah. happened weird in that game. Maybe Natron, mean, Natron means gets hot. You never, you know what I'm saying? Something happens. Yeah, whatever and, happens. Or oh, Steve Young gets hurt. Let's yeah. just say that. Steve Bono got to play. Right. Well, nah, and I, San no, Diego they still, wins. They still win. Yeah, they still would have won. No, no, but I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, if San Diego would have won, now all of a yeah. sudden you you look at – nobody even brings up that team that made the Super Bowl from San Diego. They never no. even bring that team up. Nope. And we got a real issue in – and I don't know how they are in other countries with, 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 with runners-up, but in this country, if you're a runner-up, you might as well not even made it. <laughs> you feel no. what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't going to get no respect for being a runner-up. Because you can literally lose in Game 7 at the buzzer and they make it seem like you just, you know, they go Roger Mayweather on you. Hey, dog, if you didn't win, you got your ass <laughs> toe up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Roger Mayweather Shout said. Roger Mayweather, man. Roger Mayweather. Hey, that dude was talking to Roger. He's like, but Roger, hold on, man. But, I mean, you know, Floyd only beat him by, you know, a split decision. Oh, My man, man Roger said, did he beat Floyd? He was like, nah. Well, if you didn't win, you got your ass toe up. <laughs> Shout out to Roger Mayweather. Man. Hey, if you didn't win, you got your ass tore up. Well, so. I think the, I think what what annoys me the most over Roy Mack is that not only do we forget those right, the Jim Kellys of the world, right? But but while we're uplifting those Dallas Cowboys teams of the '90s and those 49ers teams as being the greatest teams to ever play, we're not saying you know what, bro? Like Jim Kelly is still a top five, top seven quarterback right, because right, he right. lost. He lost to a team that he absolutely shouldn't have beat. And I always ask people the same thing about Michael Jordan. Have you ever seen a finals in Michael Jordan's prime, right? And which they were the underdogs that they should have lost. And then you're going to say no, because that's a rhetorical question. They only went to game sixes, which shows the dominance of their teams. And then I got to ask you, okay, so Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewan, Charles Barkley, 
Um, who I, I know I'm missing a couple. Uh, you know, just those off the top of my head, Carl Malone, excuse me, and, and Stockton as well. So now you got to look at those guys and say, you know what, bro? Why are we diminishing what they've done as if they lost games that they should have won? To me, greatness is when you're able to do the improbable, right? Or on the flip side, you're so dominant that other people don't get a chance to do the improbable. That's greatness. You get me? Right. Um, I'm not spitting on Charles Barkley or Malone them for not being greater than someone who is you know, worldwide known as the greatest ever player. If I lose a race to Usain Bolt, are you going to say I'm slow? Think about that. Well, you don't call somebody slow because Usain Bolt beat them in a race. Like, we just, we lose all respect and and we diminish the Barclays of the world and those guys that never won a chip. Well, they were playing Michael fucking Jordan in his crime. Should he have won a chip? Come on, man. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Jordan's the best ever and then say y'all should beat him. expect Barclay to beat him. So listen, it's, this is going on right now, people, right? We're not just talking a circle. LeBron James is witnessing this right now. Now, the, here's the kicker. We're not really used to seeing the most dominant and best players in the league lose. That's the difference between LeBron James right now because the brother's still averaging 27, 8, and 8, but he's not winning any chips anytime soon, barring any uh, catastrophic injury to the Warriors. They're just too good too deep it has nothing to do with LeBron's greatness and everything to do with the fact that Kevin Durant a guy who's comparable to LeBron went to a team that won 73 basketball games he went to a team that you all were telling me may be bet might be better than those Jordan Bulls the 72 and 10 Bulls so what you want LeBron to do is be the team that you argued that was better than the 72 and 10 Bulls that added Kevin Durant. That's what you're telling me. You sound stupid as hell. And in the words of Roger Mayweather, you don't know shit about basketball. <laughs> but I digress. You know that w- w- the reason I brought that up is because there's a, uh, I believe it's, it, it's a brand new 85 Bears documentary coming out. Talk that talk. And. Yeah. It's um, basically brought back up the whole thing where people are now ranking those teams and they're saying that the 85 Bears are absolutely the greatest uh, football team ever assembled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, I'm not going to argue one, one way or the okay, other. I got the information. Yeah, I'm not going to argue one way or the I, other. I wasn't you know, um, paying attention to bad football in 85. Yeah, it's the 85 man. Bears. I'm not going to. They have some cool nicknames, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was watching Saturday, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, man. That's the one thing that I will say to people is how can you be the greatest football team ever assembled and your quarterback is a is a little bit above average? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you right, know, right. so, you know, I, I mean, I, but, I anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. He's, you know, he's out of the mold of the Brad Johnsons, the Trent Dilfer. You know right. What I'm you know what I'm saying? No, no, disrespect, no those guys. disrespect. You did? But, but you are who you are, though. Let's keep yeah, it real. Yeah, when I start, you gotta, gotta keep it funky. When I look at when I start, if, if I'm gonna say who I think a team is like an all-time great team, I'm saying that like all key positions, they got a they got a guy who's either an all-time great or at least some uh, uh, an all-star or or a perennial pro pro bowler. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like when you look at you know obviously you you know the teams, those 49er teams, some of those Cowboy teams. I don't really you know me and you had this conversation with other cats. I'm I'm not a Terry Bradshaw guy. But right. I understand that the rest of his team was so dominant. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, boy, I saw his numbers, and I just <laughs> and listen. I don't care what era you're in. When you got numbers <laughs> like that. 
and you're handing the ball off to people who, you know, Franco Harrison, like we putting the boys, like, I, you know, he got the greatest defense ever. You know, again, Terry Bradshaw, he's in the, he's in the mode of the Trent Dilbers and, the, you know. Yeah, the Jim, Jim McMahons. Yeah, we're talking, I'm with you. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, the, those arguments, I guess, are cool to, like, get some some clickbait. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know, you know, where you go with that ultimately. I guess you just make the case for whoever you think your team is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, you know, it is right. what it is, man. I, I if, if, if somebody wants to ask me, I tend, and I'm saying tend, I tend to typically lean um, probably, I don't know. I, I almost let me tell you what's crazy. I almost want to say for that one year that Dion was in San Francisco that I like that team just because, I mean Ricky Ricky Waters was playing at a high level. William uh, Floyd. William Floyd's playing at a high level. The secondary was ridiculous. Eric Davis, Tim McDonald, Merton Haynes. I mean, listen, that linebacker core, uh, Norton Junior. Um, Damn, I forgot the other linebacker. Listen, that was just too deep. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, y'all got to go. I can, I can go pull up this roster right now. And, you know, when you got Jerry Rice on offense and, and, and Deion Sanders on defense in their prime, that's game over for me. <laughs> it was too deep. That you, secondary was unbelievable. Bro, yeah. That, that defensive God. line, Dana Stubblefield and Jones and them. Oh, my goodness. Nah, nah. They're too deep. That's the greatest team. That's the greatest team I felt like I ever watched play football. That's just real talk. Well, and, 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 again, that was my argument. It was because it's like, yo, you look around, and at every position, you got a guy who's either like an all-time great or at very least is like, was like a pro bowler. That. You're like, well, what do you do yeah, with that? Man. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? You kiss the baby. You, and, and, you know, that team was one of those teams that, like, had the ability to go 16 and 0. Mm -hmm. But they weren't, they weren't even, like, interested until, like, nah. stuff got real. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they were like, right, hey, listen, we'll see you out in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing. And, and I think Dion was that guy that gives you oh, such man. an X factor because not only does he shut down the side of the – first of all, listen, th think about this if you're a quarterback. This is for my kids out there. Think about this if you're a quarterback. One side of the field is shut down because Dion's over there. But on the other side of the field, them dudes can play. <laughs> so, well, shit. Eric, well, here's what happened. All Eric Davis did was leave San Francisco, signed a huge contract with the Panthers, and then just continued to make Pro Bowls. So, you, know, <laughs> you feel whatever, me? Whatever you want to do with that. So Whatever you want to do with that. Man. And then on fourth down, you got to punt to Dion. And he might uh, take that motherfucker to the house. <laughs> yeah. So... You know second all time so yeah it's a good chance you know, it's a problem I, I can't put those somebody was trying to make an argument for those uh for the for the first super bowl from the uh from the ravens i can't put them in. i saw what oh, they were trying to do goodness. i know i'm sorry no and listen understand if they had a quarterback we'd be having a totally different i'm with you but i'm with you not, because jamal lewis bossed up that year yeah because listen when i if i would have put that San Francisco 49ers team out there, right? And let's just say that the um, the Ravens were able to hold them to 10 points, right? Let's just say, for argument, sake of argument, you know, Ray Lewis would say, hey, man, we'll probably get to hell them to 7 to 10. Okay, I believe you. But I don't think you're going to be able to hold Deion Sanders on punt return, right? And I don't believe that that San Francisco 49ers defense is giving up any points. You don't have the, the requisite weapons. And I love Jamal Lewis and his 2,000-yard season. That, that's great. 
They're going to put nine in a box. Damn. And they're going to bowl. They're going to. Well, I mean, if you think Trent Dilfer's going to throw a <laughs> man, Hold on, Roy. Roy, who were their receivers for the Ravens again? One of their starting receivers was a really, really good kicker turner and punt returner. He's a pro bowl. It was Jermaine Lewis. That little brother was like, I think it was like 5'9", you know what I'm saying, a buck 80. Listen, no, 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 that was the best receiver. No. <laughs> hey, listen, Shannon, hey, Shannon Sharp, I know. I know. Hey, Merton Hanks and them boys would have locked your ass up, Shannon. And I like it. <laughs> because here's the deal. Let's say Shannon gets open. Again, your quarterback can't get you the football, sir. It takes two to make things go right. <laughs> and the boy ain't got it. Oh, yeah, man. So you can only be but so inept versus another uh, defense that's just yeah. as potent. Because that defense was just as potent, but they were more dangerous on the return side, bro. So, nah, bro. Yeah. Dion just gives you that whole other element that nah, you're like, nah, yo. And listen, the Ravens know about that because he was so good. They picked him up at like 37, 38 years old. So and he go. returned a kick return and a punt return <laughs> in that same game, in, 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 you know, in the same season. So, yeah. What do you rank Dion, dog, if you're just going individual football players? Where, is he in the top, top 10? He's top 10 for me. And the reason he's top 10 because I understand the responsibility of a cornerback. And for you to tell me that you're going to go out there and not throw to a side because someone's over there, that's all I got to hear. <laughs> that's all I want to hear. Because as dominant as Darrell Revis was, he never lifted the Jets to a different level. Rex Ryan came there and lifted them to the AFC title game right back to back. Um, but but Revis, you know, he was, just, he was an incredible defensive back, but... He didn't lit, take them to a different era. I can name a bunch of DBs who were like really, 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 really good, right? Um, I'll take Aeneas Williams over uh, Darrell Revis in a pantheon of football. Aeneas Williams was an unbelievable cornerback. I think, yeah, go ahead. And what I was going to say, and the thing is, just staying on Revis, was that if he did catch it, it's not the it, it same threat. Because you no, knew no if Dion caught it, it's game on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If Dion catches yeah, it, y'all better make it, y'all better make a tackle. Cause this right. motherfucker's so trying to get to that. Makes, that makes you that much more nervous because you're like, hey man, this guy catches his damn football. <laughs> it's nobody on the field that can catch him, but especially nobody on the uh, offensive side of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you never got that that got that feeling from Darrell Revis. Well, or listen, where would you put him not, over yeah. over over his, his his contemporary, Champ Bailey? Who, Darrell? Yeah, Darrell or Champ. I think that if I had to choose, I'm taking uh, Darrell Revis because what I didn't see from Darrell is a guy catch a hit. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I can't. I, I, I like Champ. Is this a lot. the T.O. play you're going to right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> when T.O. catches a hitch play and just gets to the crib, I'm out. At that point, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I got to shake your hand, Champ. And say it was nice to know you. You he made was a with lot the, of money. That was he was with the Cowboys, right? I want to say he was with the Cowboys. He bro. caught like a hitch and took it eighty. Yeah. He, he made he made just like one little juke move and went eighty on him. God damn! Can't, can't do it. Can't, <laughs> can't win with him. I like you know Champ I mean? though, man. Champ was nice though. I like Champ. I thought Champ was a little a little overrated. Um, kind of like Namdi Asamoah, a little overrated. Wow, you didn't like Namdi? Well, bro. Let me ask you. Let me say this. Don't ask me if I like Nami. 
And I think you know where I'm going with this. Ask Philadelphia Eagle fans, did they like Namdi when he came to Philadelphia? What about my guy? What's my other guy? What's the other contemporary name that was in that glue crew? Um, my guy that went to, I think he went to Vitek. Played in Atlanta. What's my guy's name? D'Angelo Hall. There you go. D'Angelo Hall. Personality my... of Dion. Speed like Dion. Skill set of a really good college corner. <laughs> you are, you're not a fan of, of my man D'Angelo? I was never a fan of D'Angelo, but I always respected his bravado. And he's, he's a hell of an athlete. But D'Angelo wasn't a good technician. He was a guy that looked to me that he had always depended on his speed and it worked, right? And he got picked really high and he got paid and he made some Pro Bowls. So, you know, I look stupid talking crap about D'Angelo Hall, but, you know, D'Angelo and I could really sit down and chop up some games. Um, I, I think he, you know, he'd be honest about, you know, his height versus his actuality in the NFL. Yeah, I think one year, I think he made the Pro Bowl basically off of like one game. I think he had like four picks yeah, in one game. Yeah, yeah, somebody kissed the baby and, you know, it looked good. <laughs> you know, you know, real talk, because I think he like it was like top three in interceptions that year or something like that, yeah. maybe number one. <laughs> um, but listen, I saw that D'Angelo Hall movie before. You know, Fred Smoot mm, was a guy. Fred yeah, Smoot. Fred Smoot from uh, Mississippi State came in. And listen, shout out to those corners, because corners are a lot like boxers, right? They got to advertise for themselves. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to the corners for making a name for themselves and getting that paper. That's real talk. Because if you're a corner that don't say much, they'll pay you like it. Listen, if you don't say much, that 40 time better be real low. <laughs> you get me? If you, you know what I'm saying? If you want to be a quiet corner, that's cool. Because look, Josh Norman is a perfect example. If Josh Norman had to play great football with the Panthers, and he did, but he didn't make any noise. He'd probably have re-signed with the Panthers. They would have low-balled him. The rest would be history. But Josh Norman played exceptionally well and made a lot of noise, right? And so people are like, hey, he's nice. Richard Sherman, same thing. Great cornerback, great size, great skill set. You know, does it all. But had he not, you know, been on camera with Ann Andrews, the world would have been like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good, right? So, you know, <laughs> you dig? That's how it works, man. That's how this game works. It's like it's like wrestling, man. Uh, uh, somebody's telling me that they're writing a book about it, but you know I ain't never seen it. I've never seen the book. We're not gonna get into a lot of details on yeah, that, but I, be on the lookout for that coming soon. Well, listen, there aren't any details. There's no book, so I'm not really worried about this. <laughs> can't details. give out the details. Yeah, you know, listen, you it's can't give out soon. details to a non-project. Hey, but man, we getting ready to get up out of here, man. We getting ready to get up out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you know, you can't get no, you can't get no sneak, no, can't get no sneak peek off, you know. Hey man, we, we don't, book, we don't know? give no snippets around here, man. Uh -huh. Only finished products around here, man. Y'all know what it is, man. You dig? Hey, listen, we all getting ready to get up out of here, though, man. People's Champ Radio. Roy Mack and Cash. It's your boy. You dig? Um, I think that's it, man. I don't got nothing else. Until the next one, man. We're going to catch y'all. Make sure y'all hit us up on the YouTube channel, People's Champ Radio. Um, well, iTunes. Roy, you gotta, you gotta leave, you gotta leave the people with something, man. You, you, you're, you're infamous for, you know, you know, leaving the people with, a, with a question or something to think about, right? Throughout I'll the leave y'all motherfuckers something, man. Freestyle for us, man. What, we got? what you got, man? I leave y'all motherfuckers something to think about, dog. <laughs> who's the better? Who's, who's better than Isaiah Thomas? Not named Magic Johnson. There you go. 
point guards. Point guards. Who's better than Magic? No, no, no. Let me take it deeper than that. Let me take it deeper than that. Let me take it deeper than that. Name me, if you take away Magic Johnson, because that motherfucker's six foot nine, right? He's six foot nine. So if he plays point guard, we're going to assume that he's probably going to be better than everybody because he's that damn tall. So we're taking him out. Name me your best point guard of all time. If you take away Magic Johnson, holla at me. Great question. Great question. And I want you kids to um, go and do some research on a little guy by the name of Anthony Hardaway. I'm not going to say his nickname. The brother goes by the name of Anthony Hardaway. Do your research, kids, and and tell me what you think. Because it was my opinion that Anthony Hardaway was going to change the game of basketball and threaten the mantle of Magic Johnson because, you know, Anthony had the look, he had the height, and his game was modern day right now, NBA basketball. So do your research, man. Tell me what y'all think about Anthony. Go to YouTube, watch some highlights, watch him versus Michael Jordan in the Eastern Conference Finals, and let me know what y'all think, man. Yes, sir. This is for the homie. Shout out to Rakim one more time, dog. Microphone fiend. It's the return of the God. Peace, God. Shout out to Shout Rakim, man. Shout out to the big homie, J. Cole, man, for, for continuing to hold it down and continue to be himself. Cold shout world. out to the young brother. Hey, shout out to the young brother, J. Cole. And it's a cold world. And it's cash out. Yes, sir. I holler.